0: All right. What's up, birthday boy? Not much, man. So, remind me what we're talking about. Welcome to Dad Habits Die Hard. We don't have all this figured out, and we aren't experts. We're just two dads who love Jesus and our family and want to serve both well. We've done it wrong way more than we've done it right, but we're just trying to fail forward, realizing that we're leaving a legacy no matter what. All right, so welcome back to Dad Habits Die Hard. I think this is episode 3 of season 1, approaching the end of the year here. I don't really know how exactly you you say what a season is, but we're just going to say that when we come back in January, it's season 2, right? We're in our second Ooh, season. Yeah. Wow. Make it super official. So, uh we were out last week because uh Michael went on a cruise. Good for you, man. Glad that you were able to do that, and we'll be out next week because of Christmas break. But we will hit it hard in January.
1: Today we are talking about our careers. But I had the question for you of what it's been like for you of making that transition. Um, because you're what over a year? What's what's the time frame been? About a year. Okay, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. So you're a year over completely changing. Right. It's different to say like, hey, I changed jobs, but still like a, you know, eight to five or nine to five or whatever you want to call it. But it's different when you change jobs and you either, you know, go all remote and you're at home and you're more involved with the family and you have a little bit more flexibility. And so I think I know, of course, that happened uh, with me also. But I also I wanted to ask you now at the year mark what that's been like. How you've processed that? How you maybe you're still processing it? Um, because if it's anything like it was for me, it's it's you know it's a huge change.
0: Yeah, I mean, honestly, I would say it it has been more impactful than I could have imagined, um, and it has certainly changed over the the progress, you know, the the progression of the year, mm-hmm. and so. Um, but I, I think. It, it goes beyond, you know, the impact that it's had on me as a husband and a father, but like, it really, it's so much more core than that in terms of who I am as a person and my relationship with the Lord. And I, I recognize, you know, correlation is not equal causation, right? Like me simply changing jobs did not result in all of those things, you know, all by themselves, right? There was a, a lot going on with that. So in terms of being heavily involved in, uh regen which is a recovery ministry through watermark has been huge counseling has been huge um i've been in the the word every day this year you know as a personal goal which has been huge reading through the entire bible that's a huge
1: deal so go once you just say like what that's what what has that goal been i mean that's that's amazing because you shared that with me the other day yeah so you know legitimately every day your Mm -hmm. little app has has tracked you yes
0: yeah um and it actually started a little over a year ago so if i go look in my app right now um 379 days in a row which is i've never done that before i've also never read the through the whole bible
1: ever that's amazing
0: like i think probably like most people i've pieced it together right over Mm -hmm. time but never really read it chronologically um really kind of focusing on it as a whole story mm-hmm. um, that has been certainly life-changing as well. So time time with the Lord every day, check-ins with my wife every day, praying with my wife every day, um, sobriety. So I quit mm-hmm. drinking alcohol entirely. Um, I've had um, sexual sin sobriety as well, if I'm just being completely honest, right? Mm-hmm. So... Uh, no pornography, masturbation, anything like that. So I'm sorry if mm-hmm. some folks are uncomfortable with those words, but let's just keep it real. Right. Um, so all of that in total has led to a complete life change and a complete family change. However, if we're really just talking about career, right? Um, yeah, I mean, I went from being an executive um, and my commute was about an hour one way so if you think about you know, a normal 40-hour a week job, um, and then you're going to add in 10 hours just for commuting, mm-hmm. and then the fact that I was an executive, so it wasn't a 40-hour job, right? It was already mm-hmm. probably at least 50 to begin with, and so that's 60 hours away from my family. And so with a family of four and my wife working close to where we live as a teacher, and she used to be a soccer coach as well, she literally... Got them ready in the morning, fed them breakfast, got them out the door, got them to school, took them all to all the appointments. She maxed out her days off to do all the appointments. She's the one that stayed home with them if they were sick. She picked them up from school. She, you know, got them when we were fostering, she got them to all the foster stuff, right? Mm -hmm. She made dinner, she cleaned up dinner, and then I would get home. And so, six years of that, you know, took Mm. a tremendous toll on our family. And so I think, you know, the big difference for me is as a dad and a father is I am intimately involved with my family now. Mm. And so I'm there in the morning when they wake up, I'm the one getting them ready in the morning. You know, um, I probably cook 95% of the meals for my family now. Mm. Um, you know, what was it before? uh like maybe one or two a weekend, right? Okay. So very little.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, this seems silly, right? But, you know, I take frequent breaks from work to just kind of straighten up the house, you mm-hmm. know. So like keeping laundry running, making sure the kitchen's straightened, you know, and I'm sure not all wives care, you know, I'd say most probably do. Yeah, and most so probably do for her to be able to come in at the end of the day after a day of work and it's not chaos in the house totally totally is you know huge right and so um and you know another thing that i changed is i go to bed at the same time as my wife every night so i used to i've never done that before in our 20 years of being married and so she would go mm. to bed early like 9 9:30 i'm was more of a night owl so i would stay up late um and so now i go to bed at the same time she does and so just having that kind of relational intimacy on a regular basis, being able to check in every day. So we we say, okay, what are your emotions? Um, we take the time to do an affirmation. Um, we talk about what were our needs met or did I meet your needs? We, I will say if I had any integrity issues and also what I'm doing to ensure that I don't have integrity issues, so like recovery type stuff. And then I will ask her if she's had any triggers, right. In terms of our relationship rebuilding. And so that's been happening every day. So as you can imagine, just me being present, you know, is huge. Me having intentional intimacy with my wife is huge. But then beyond that, you know, because I've been in the word every day and working so much on my relationship with the Lord and my personal recovery, you know, I have more often than not the fruit of the spirit. And mm-hmm. so, My, I have a calm, peaceful presence at our house and I have seen firsthand just how much the husband slash dad, man of the house, whatever their like affect is, is contagious for the family, right? Mm -hmm. So if I'm Mm -hmm. calm and peaceful, our house is more often than not calm and peaceful. If I am stressed out and angry, our house is more often stressed Mm -hmm. out and angry. I underestimated what my contribution was to the, you know, emotional health of our family. And I've Mm -hmm. seen it firsthand this year, how that's changed. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, that's just some of the examples. I I think on a deeper level, I, um, found my identity in work for a really long time, Mm -hmm. you know, and I, I don't know if that comes from, uh, insecurity or idolatry or both. Um, but you know, I always strive to achieve, to find my worth and, Every time I achieved something, I was always disappointed, right? You know, hey, if I get a PhD, I'm finally going to feel good about myself. Hey, if I run an ultra marathon, that's going to be really cool. Mm -hmm. Hey, if I become a vice president, hey, if I make $100,000, like whatever the case may be, whatever those milestones were, they left me empty every time. Mm -hmm. Um, And so now that I'm not finding my significance and identity in those things, uh, even the idea of career has completely changed because mm. it's an opportunity to provide for my family, serve the Lord, but I don't really care what I do. Mm. You know? Um, so, yeah, I, that was a lot based on that one question. But...
1: No, no. Well, I have a. So, no, I think that's really good. One, I want to make sure the listeners, they I think what you said at the beginning, they don't hear it was just the job change that did all of this magical work, right? There's so many other caveats that played into this. I, what I, my question is to the, to the, to the dad, to the, to the man, to the father, who's listening to this, that maybe he's in that same season, right? I feel like this is the case for a lot of um, men out there is maybe they're in the grind. They're at a job that, you know, maybe they like it. Maybe they hate it. Maybe it's, they're indifferent, but it seems as if their whole family world and life is caving in, but maybe the money is good. Were you thinking about any of these things? Like you mentioned so many things that changed in your own heart and your own mind in pursuit of Jesus. And then your wife and kids and family and cooking more meals and, you know, all the above was like, were you aware of how much your wife was helping out in the home. And like, you're like, no, you know, that's just too big of a lift to change the job. You know, it's too much work. I don't even know where to start. You know, I feel like sometimes some dudes just need to just get kicked in the back of the head off the cliff, knowing that they have a parachute on AKA the Lord, and he's going to carry them to that next spot. I'd love to, for you to process, you know, what that's like. And if there's a person listening That's like, man, I would love to just go find another job so I could be at home more. I could figure that out.
0: Yeah, I don't know for everybody. It means, you know, go quit today and look for another job, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, there's certainly kind of an uh, irresponsibility to that on some level. I will say, though, however, if you are convinced that the Lord is calling you to do something and through prayer and petition and talking to a mentor, you feel like that is the case, then yeah, absolutely cut your job. <laughs> you know, follow the word, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, you know, I think it's it's different for everybody. For me, there was a fear of um, losing my identity. There was a fear. Um, I felt really stuck, to be honest with you, in my job because I felt like, this is going to sound silly, I felt like I was too important to the organization to leave. Right. Like, Oh my gosh, everything's going to fall apart. If I leave, I can't do that to people, you know? Um, and you know, it, it wasn't until that I like I left that and, you know, did something different that I realized like just how wrong I was. And, and what I would say too, there is no dollar amount that is worth the health of your family. It's just true. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, you know, the Lord says over and over and over that he's going to meet our needs, right? That we don't have to worry about that, that we can trust him. Um, And I do think that he expects us to be responsible, but at the same time, you know, like we only get to be dads to impressionable children, you know, for what, 25 years, maybe, you know, like you have the whole, your whole life to work. And I think, there's so many times that we are so myopic in the fact that like all we see is the ability to provide financially. And we miss the fact that we're not providing emotionally and spiritually and physically in our household. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. money is only one dimension.
1: Mm-hmm. That's good. I, so as we're thinking about this, you know, on the very first pages of the the Bible in Genesis. One twenty-six. it says then god said let us make man in our image and our likeness and let them rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air over the livestock over the earth um, and over all the creatures that move along the ground so god created man in his own image and the image of god he created him male and female he created them God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and increase in number, fill the earth and subdue it, rule over the fish in the sea and the birds of the air and over every living creature that moves on the ground. Like we, I just want to like we were created. This is even before sin In other world. We were created as men to work, to subdue, to fill, to, to, to do all like it's in us. It was put in us from the creator himself. And so work is good. Um, now, because of the fall, it's going to be toy full and hard and all that. But like we were created to do these things. And so there's the aspect of like, <clears throat> this is good, but how do we not just do it in one area? Because I think the other side of this is like, I'm really good at what I do at work, but like, I don't know how to work at home. You know, not just with my hands type of work, but like to lead or to guide or to shepherd or to teach the scriptures or whatever that it might be. So it's kind of back to that, you know, relational, you know, I'm providing financially, but how do I even do these other areas? Um, and so I, it, it's so biblical that we rem- remember, and as I even talked to my boys, as we've mentioned before, that like we were created to to work and do hard things and um yeah that's just the thought i had when you were talking
0: yeah you know and certainly you know the the world needs christian executives right Mm -hmm. you know so i'm not saying no man should be an executive because it's going to ruin your family's life right like i'm not saying that at all for me it was not healthy for me to do that you know i think one of the things that I was thinking about earlier is like, you know, we can't rob our families of us to -hmm. make us feel like a fantasy, fantasy version of who we want us being you to to Mm be. Right. And, you know, we totally miss it. And, Mm -hmm. you know, you mentioned something interesting too. It's like this idea, we don't know how to work at home. You know what, when my wife over the period of that six years was saying, I'm drowning. I can't do this. I feel like mm-hmm. I'm doing everything. Right. Mm-hmm. I couldn't see that because I was going, well, gosh, you know, I'm the one, you know, at the job sure. making all this money so that we can do yeah. all these things. I'm working yeah. really hard and I take care of all the cars. I take care of all the yard. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I, I help with the laundry every now and then I cook a meal on Sunday, you know, whatever the case may be. So like, I was totally blinded to what she was saying. I couldn't understand her and what she was Mm -hmm. saying. I was so defensive. And so I wasn't like listening to her and understanding her. I was just kind of like justifying all the things I thought I was doing, you know, and in in essence, kind of invalidating her feelings, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: you know, which wasn't helpful.
1: Well, I think if there's a dad listening And that wants to know, hmm, I wonder how I'm doing at home. A lot of the times what I tell dads and myself at times is, well, guess what? I know somebody who will tell you right away how you're doing. And that's your significant other, your one and only wife. your one and only one that was created to be your helper, as the scriptures say. Go ask her and be ready for that answer. If your heart and and you have some humility to receive what she's going to tell you, Mm -hmm. um, because it's in that moment of what you're saying is when we humble ourselves and we are ready to receive with what is going to be given, then I, I feel like change can start happening. And, you know, that's hard sometimes, right? And I think to the point of in other work environments and other work cultures, I mean, you and I worked together mm-hmm. and we had so much fun. Like Mm -hmm. there can be work environments where it's incredibly fun with what you're doing with other people. And then you go home and it can be really hard with children and it's really hard to see results. And it's really frustrating. And it's like, do I even have a purpose here? And so I think we have to be really careful with that because that's exactly what the enemy wants. And so I would turn that on its head and say, how do you as a father, how do we as fathers create an environment that is exciting and it's a culture that is, we get to make that with our wife. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like some of that has, has started to take place over this last year in your own household. And you've, you're you seeing some of that fruit as I've seen that fruit in, in my transition as well. And it's like, you kind of just get a very small glimpse of like, I think maybe just maybe this is some of why God created this whole thing to work the way that it's supposed to do.
0: Well, and, you know, I would go beyond just saying, hey, ask your wife, you know, how you're doing. Like, there's this concept of like studying your spouse, right? Because I I would say in a moment of frustration, you know, your wife might give you specific examples of things. And it seems like very surface level and you're like, oh, I can fix that, right? But you miss like the underlying tone, you know, and what's really happening, Because, you know, you might hear, oh, like she don't want to clean the house. I'll just go hire a maid. Problem solved. Now we're fine, right? And you miss the fact that it really isn't about the house being clean. It really Mm. isn't about her having to cook meals or pick the kids up, right? Mm. It's about you being uninvolved with the family. Mm. That's what it's really about. Mm. Because I'll tell you now, while I love doing all the things that I'm doing, if there's days that I can't do it, right. Because I have a meeting or something, whatever. And I like, Hey, can you take care of this? Absolutely. Like, there's no like, Oh, here we go again, you know, because I'm involved and that's what she really wanted. If that makes sense.
1: No, I think that's a really, really good point. And I think what your community, like because both of you were burning the wick at both ends if the husband is to ask that question with what I'm proposing, you're not really getting the answer you're looking for, because it's almost like a band-aid solution that's being provided. So look further underneath that, provide more space to really understand what the core is, just like any issues that we have, right. Um, of the, of the heart. So I think that that's a really good valuable lesson tip, whatever you want to call it. I think that was, that's really good. So,
0: We've talked a lot about me and my experience, but you have a similar yet completely polar opposite experience. And here's what I mean by that. I I came to be where I'm at today through God's redemption and restoration of my life,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I crashed and burned and, you know, basically was forced to give up, you know, what I had. Um, you elected to do it. <laughs> you know, proactively, right. Mm-hmm. For, for different reasons. And so, but we, we ended up in the same place, which to me is amazing, right? Like God, God's mm-hmm. going to give us the opportunity to follow him. But if we don't, he's not going to punish us forever, right? He still wants mm-hmm. to redeem and restore us.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I'm not saying go crash and burn and just hope that God's going to pick you up. But mm-hmm. if you do it, you're not too far gone. Right. So mm-hmm tell us a little bit about your story because you quit on me one day when I really needed you right to go do something crazy and now you're probably what 3 years
1: uh-huh 3 years yeah. a little over 3 years uh-huh I, you know yeah totally different god redeems and restores all that he allows but it takes us to have that heart to come back to him which you have had and still have and so it's a beautiful Beautiful thing. So there's definitely stuff on our part that we have to do. Um, yeah. You know, I was clearly called into ministry and I, on, and on June 1st of 2015, uh, I journaled that I felt like the Lord is going to do something with their family in a big way, but I didn't know what it was. And even my wife felt something was coming as, as well. <clears throat> and so, you know, a couple years into that journal entry is when you know, I started working with you and I thought that that might've been it. And then I got reintroduced to, um, the guy who started the ministry that I work with, that I did with my dad shortly after my parents divorced. And it was just kind of this Holy spirit, God guiding moment where I I just kept leaning into it and asking questions. And, um, I had been praying my journal over and over again, that if he ever called me away from where I was currently um, employed, that he would make it incredibly clear. And um, because I could have died there, but, and it was good, but God wants our best. Mm -hmm. And so oftentimes we settle for good and and we don't seek actually what God has best in store for us. Um, And that's hard. It's hard to open your hands completely. Like I can open one hand, but hold something behind my back. And so I just was like full surrender to whatever God wanted to do. And he does a whole lot with people who, you know, want to be used to do whatever, you know, if it's Noah that says go build an ark. It's like, what the heck, build an ark? No way. So, um, you know, just pursued that and was really clearly called into ministry through just my own journal entries that I had no idea what I was writing as I reflected on them through being introduced to the sky, through prayer, through a dream and then through a random uh, guy prophesying over me after I accepted the position, that was the first time guest at the church we were going to, never met him. The Holy Spirit called him to that church that day. And so it was like, it was literally icing on the cake. God had already made it really clear at that point. And so I, I feel 100% called and God's equipping me as I continue down the, the journey of ministry. But to the answer to your question, one of the big things that stood out you know, I lived in a world of working in technology and serving people and helping them every single day in a fast-paced environment, always on my feet. Um, and you could quickly tell at the end of the day or end of the week if you, you know, did well or didn't do well. You know, did I solve a a, a computer issue problem or someone's printer or set up an event or, you know, you know, help you know a college kid you know work through some emotions or whatever it might be it was really easy to gauge kind of my own value and my own identity and I'm kind of a task-oriented person so I like getting stuff done and I did it for uh about 10 years and so Mm -hmm. but I didn't know like if someone were to come up to me in that season and say hey Michael I think you have um an identity or, you know, you, you idolize what you get done in a day. Like you really find a lot of value in that, you know, I wouldn't completely shut it down, but I don't know that I would see it. And that's an interesting topic in a rabbit hole. We won't go down, but I think sometimes God blinds us from things and reveals it to us in other certain points of our life. And that's one of the things I like really rubbed up against when I transitioned into ministry Um, One, I got a whole new email account. So I went to inbox zero out the gate, which you and I talked about a lot, which was awesome. But then I'm kind of sitting around, you know, I wasn't twiddling my thumbs by any stretch of the imagination, but my work looked totally different. You know, it wasn't fixing computer problems and doing this. And so I like felt like I wasn't doing enough, Mm -hmm. like right out the gate. And that was, I mean, that took a year and a half, two years, and even some days out of the the occasion, I still am like, I just don't feel like I'm pulling my weight. (laughs) And uh, when you've done something and you go so hard every day, um, you know, I wasn't just behind a desk all day long. um, That was really hard to like choke down, knowing that like, Michael, you can rest in me and that I am enough and you aren't what you get done in a day or a week or a month. And that your your meetings and what you're going to be doing is going to look totally different and um, it it just really was a huge challenge for me so um, i like really idolized that more than i knew and so then it's like okay god what else am i not seeing that i idolized or i put before you or like forgive me like how often do i pray and ask God to show me things that I just don't see, like I'm just mm-hmm. completely oblivious to and I'm, I'm hurting the heart of the father, because I just don't know. Um, and so that was one of the biggest things I think that, you know, I struggled through and, and wrestled with and I, of course, talked with you about that, as well, but just was like, whoa, I did not expect this. Mm-hmm. So,
0: yeah, for sure. You know, I was looking up a verse that you know has been huge for me um this year you know particularly because i think a lot of times we feel very stressed out and anxious right and we feel Mm -hmm. like whatever the case may be we're trying to figure out why we we feel anxious and so you know one of the things that i have kind of been you know reading and meditating on this year was uh let's see if i can find it here It says, search me, God, know my heart, test me and know my anxious thoughts, right? But you're like, okay, Mm. yeah, like, God, I want you to know, tell me why I'm anxious, right? Yeah. But then see if there's any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting, right? Mm. It's, It's not just a like absence of anxiety and stress, but it's like this humility before the Lord to say, show show me what's not right with me so that I can follow you right and you know do something about it if that makes sense and so i think it takes it takes a lot to actually have humility and look at it for what it is and ask the lord to reveal the source of stress or strife or whatever the case may be um, in there. And so I would, you know, I would encourage all of us, right. To try to live a life Mm -hmm. of humility and, uh, you know, really seeking the Lord every day and not just seeking him, but being willing to follow him no matter what he puts before us.
1: Mm, That's right. Yeah. Uh, it's good. It's all this. We could talk more and more, but you know, I want to keep it where the listeners are not like another hour, podcast i have to listen to no uh but yeah you know the desire to live in holiness with the lord hebrews 12 14 tells us that without holiness no one will see the lord i don't know about you but i want to live a life of holiness not because i have to or it's a checkbox or i'm i I, you know if i don't do it i'm not going to go to heaven i want to do it because i love my father so much and i want him to strip me of anything that is not allowing me to have a full relationship with him just like I would with my wife, right? If There's something getting in the way, AKA my job or, you know, stuff I need to strip in my own family life kind of back to the central point of that. So as always, happy birthday, brother. Yeah, man. Grateful for you. 40. I
0: am, I am looking forward to the next 40 years, you know, because it's been such a life change this year that um, I can't wait to see, you know, what God's going to do, I can't wait, you know, to see my family grow. So yeah, it's freaking huge for sure. The Lord. Yeah, man. Thanks for listening to the Dad Habits Die Hard podcast. Help us out by following us and rating us on iTunes. And you can also find the video version of this podcast on YouTube. You can find the link in the show notes. Be sure to subscribe and hit the notifications bell to never miss an episode.